Jen's yes. going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to rage here. To hear in silence. Wait for her to finish crying. <laughs> What you're hearing now, everyone, is our new intro music. Because we don't have an intro right now. No, keep going. I'm trying to. It is very distracting to try to talk over somebody else trying to sing. I'm trying. Okay, I'll go lower. Okay. Okay. Um, So this is False Bottom Girls, uh, the most professional podcast out there, (laughs) if I say so myself, (laughs) with the highest production values. Oh, yes. And uh, Rachel and I have been talking about a lot of stuff lately that I think almost all of you have probably been talking about as well. But one of the things we realized as we were about to start, officially start the episode is that we don't have an intro anymore because I no longer employed by the company that I say that I am in our intro. Yep. And we have priorities. So yeah. um, it might just be like a really weird f- opening. Uh, yeah. Just like jumping right into it for the next few episodes. Bear, 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 bear. <laughs> this is what you get. I'll do a new one <laughs> for each episode until we fit, you know, re- redo our intro, but we'll, re- we'll redo it. You know, you know, it's been a shitty week for God, fuck, two weeks. I don't even know. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just so much every day, so heavy. And obviously, we're talking about all the sexism that and racism and transphobia and homophobia that has been brought out in the beer industry. It all started with uh, Brianna Allen, right? That's the name. Uh, Brianne. Brianne Allen. Allen. Yes. Brianne Allen. She works at a brewery called Notch. She's a brewer, I believe. And there's a lot of information out there, guys. Hard for me to keep up. But in uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts, one of those two. Uh, Yes. Up north. Well, I think she's up up north if you live north of us. (laughs) (laughs) Up north in the United States of America. (laughs) North, more north than North Carolina and Georgia. But anyways, something happened in her day. Massachusetts. Something happened in her day a couple weeks ago that prompted her to get on social media and say, share your stories with me. I will repost. And man. Well, actually, what the the post was is what kind of sexism, like what kind of sexist comments have you gotten? Like a fairly innocent, not innocent, but just a, a on its face somewhat innocuous question yeah. that if you're a woman in the brewing industry you Ooh, you got probably got a lot of it well but you you also <laughs> talk about it all the time like it's you, yeah you know it's true this is not nothing that we don't talk about every time something happens behind the bar the first thing we're doing is going over to our friend to tell them what a piece of shit you are right so, not you listening not probably you not, listening probably not you listening. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe you listening but uh, probably not most of you <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it it started, you know, innocently enough. Like I, I'm, and this it's still innocent. This is yes, There's and this no... is at Rat Magnet is yes. the, where it originated. It's no longer where the stories are being shared. Um, the stories are being shared on Embolden Act Advance, uh, but it's yeah, you know, um, I think that she gained a, a, a lot of a lot of attention from this and right for a I, lot of stories. Yes. And the stories that came forward, you know, it was uh, thousands of women at this point have now relived this trauma to share what they mm-hmm. endure. And it's, you know, there's several common themes of sexism, abuse, and violence that reading these stories almost every woman in the beer industry has these same stories. And that's what resonated so hard mm-hmm. with everyone um, is just realizing that you get used to behaviors get normalized mm-hmm. and you're told and taught and shown 
that you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And you're yep. the only thing you are allowed to do is deal with it in, you know, in your place of employment, the way you're being treated. And that none of this was news to any woman in any industry that is dominated by men. None of it is news to any woman who has existed for more than like 10 fucking seconds in the world. Right. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I have and, so many, especially as a bartender and just, it's disgusting the amount of things that happen on a daily basis that you're right, that we have been taught to deal with in a way, depending on your work situation, maybe or, it's not a big deal or yeah, it's yes, that you, you don't just, realize just how shake heavy, it off. Right. Yeah. And you don't realize how heavy that burden is until somebody gives you I, I don't know. I won't even say the opportunity to lift it off because it's not gone. It hasn't mm-hmm. gone anywhere. The day that we're recording this right now, um, I'm already seeing breweries losing interest in posting statements or showing that they're following through on what they said they would. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what even to say next. So I will say you're listening to this and uh, you, this is something you're not already aware of. So I was formerly employed by new realm brewing company and tendered my resignation on Friday. I think that was the 23rd, whatever, whatever last Friday was Um, tendered my resignation specifically because the company has repeatedly failed to address and remediate sexist and racist behavior within the company. Um, I won't spend, I'm, I'm not going to give details on my specific story or stories of anybody else who's worked at the company. If you're interested in it, my resignation letter is posted on, um, on my Instagram and under the Genfluence and you can read it there and give, you know, give you some idea of what's been going on with me the past week, but it's, <laughs> You know, there, there is a lot of action happening to make sure that people are heard, make sure that they're safe, um, and make sure that they know what to do to hold their employers in- accountable. Hopefully, there are employers holding themselves accountable. And, um, you know, these, the stories that are continuing to be shared paint a really ugly picture, but it's not a picture that surprises very many people. Yeah. And it's... If you're listening to our podcast, I have to imagine that how women are treated by an employer is something that's important to you. Um, So if you have the space for it and you haven't already, I would encourage you to go look at those stories. Be forewarned, it is hard. It's there were definitely times in the past few days when I've had to, you know, physically set my phone down and step away because I was. I could feel myself spiraling reading yeah. through all of these stories. And um, so make sure that you're not, you're not doing it to kind of feed any trauma or anything that you have. But what we want to talk about today is what sorts of things you can do as an employee to protect yourself, protect others, how you can report, what things like defamation mean Um, and, you know, follow up with some, some resources and some good news, some positive steps that are being taken. So I do want to say, I don't think that there would be anything at all that could be construed as legal advice in this um, episode. We are not offering legal advice. I personally, I I personally (laughs) am not offering anyone legal advice. Yes. And, um, and neither is Rachel. So one of, you know, one of the things that we will um, help you with today is if you feel like you need to talk to an attorney, um, I can, I can share just a couple of quick steps to help you get pointed in the right direction. And I'm hopeful by the time this episode comes out that there will be published resources on trusted attorneys you can go to. Um, but yeah, so I guess, I guess with that, I don't want to dwell in kind of a dark headspace. Yeah. We all know what's going on. Um, yes, if you if, don't, you, you can find the stories yes. on, uh, say the name of the handle again. 
embolden embolden act advance embolden act advance let me double check that so i'm assuming you know brianna was getting a lot of heat from brian brian sorry 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 brian was getting a lot of heat from the brewery owners or ceos or whoever about you know we're gonna sue you it's this defamation of character to take these stories down which is all bullshit in my opinion but I'm assuming this handle was started to help take some of this off of her. Correct. Again, she is a brewer. Her full-time job is brewer. And this spiraled, I I can't imagine, you know, it's hard for me. It's hard for anybody to read the stories. I cannot imagine how hard it is to receive the stories and hear from people. of them. Right. Thousands. I mean, hear from people who can't speak up but just need somebody to hear them Mm -hmm. and then deal with all of the people saying uh, just all of the what aboutery and all Mm -hmm. of the you know the the threats and all of that so yes the account from what i've seen is has been created to anonymously share these stories um so rachel since you mentioned defamation let's talk about what that is a little bit and how somebody proves yes. defamation. Again, I Googled, what is defamation? So what I'm reading to you now is from what I found from Googling, what is defamation? <laughs> and I say that again, this is not legal advice. This is also not special legal knowledge. Google defamation. Um, and you can read about it for yourself. So when we're talking about defamation, Um, And actually, so before we do that, let's talk about why we're talking about defamation, because a lot of times, um, particularly people in power who are wanting to silence people, you know, dissenters, people speaking up, uh, will threaten to sue, right? They'll threaten to sue for libel, for slander. Uh, So libel and slander are both, it's, you know, defamation is the umbrella, Mm-hmm. libel is defamation that's written slander is defamation that's said i always remember that as slander said mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so defamation will vary from state to state um it is a i won't go too deep into it but it is going to be a state level right so there's not as far as i know there's not really a federal defamation law you would sue somebody for defamation in whatever state, either where the, um, typically it's going to be, I think, if I'm remembering my torts correctly, typically it would be where it happened or where it was heard kind of thing. So all of that to say that if your employer or someone is threatening to sue you for defamation, it's going to be governed by, likely governed by wherever state you're in. Mm-hmm. So it's going to differ, again, since it's state by state, some generally accepted rules um, for each law, particularly for something like a, a tort, there are going to be elements that you have to meet, right? So there's you have to meet these two things or these three things, and you have to meet each one. And if you don't meet one of those, basically you don't meet all of them, right? You, mm-hmm. have, to, you have to meet each one of the... Um, each one of the elements as they're known of the claim to be able to not even win, but really to be able to bring a lawsuit. Now you can file frivolous lawsuits all day long when they get in front of a a court, they, they will dismiss them. If you haven't shown that you've met all of the, um, all of the, this um, elements. So defamation, what you need to do, there's uh, four, main elements that are going to be like the general theme state to state. Number one is that it's published. So defamation, it's printed out loud. Well, not printed out loud, but it's printed, (laughs) it's said. um, And you know, that statement, it can be spoken, written, pictured, gestured. Um, Your next step, this is an important one. It has to be false. Mm -hmm. It has to be false. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is a part one. <laughs> well, I say that because so because some people just have their own set of facts. <laughs> right. And that is important because on on this podcast in life, we believe women. And 
you know, people don't, marginalized communities don't have a ton to gain by speaking up. They have a ton to lose. So it's helpful just as a human being to come from the position of believing marginalized people when they tell you that they are being harmed in some way by somebody who is not marginalized or somebody who is marginalized. But mm-hmm. all of that to say, we believe women. Yeah. So I, and there's, there's a lot of resource resources and research out there on how very, very, very rarely false accusations are made because yeah. again, you have so much more to lose yeah. than you have to gain by making false allegations. So assume that every story you read is true. Every story you read in the context of this conversation we're having right now about women coming forward. So that's a huge element of defamation that if you're listening to this right now and you're scared about what, if somebody has threatened to sue you or you're afraid that they're going to sue you, if your true story is true, it is not defamation, full stop. So they have to show that it's been published, that it's false, that it's injurious. So that means that they are somehow harmed by you making that statement and that it was unprivileged information, which unprivileged. Yeah. I mean, generally, you know, when we're talking about privilege, that's attorney, client, doctor, patient, uh, clergy, penitent, I think, um, husband, wife, there are, Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say husband, wife, um, spouse. Sure. Yeah. Those, those are considered privileged communications. Um, So generally like if I'm trying to, I don't know if I'm trying to sue Rachel or pilot as my former employer, we didn't have privilege communication. So that one's going to be really easy to satisfy. Um, the, the published part is going to be easy to satisfy. The false part is going to be very hard to prove when the stories are true. And so another thing to remember about that is that it has to be false. Otherwise it's not considered damage. It's not considered damaging. Yeah. You can say really mean things. You can say disparaging things. Um, Those aren't defamatory if those are things that happened. And also um, this isn't the case here, but like if somebody says this is like opinions so, you know, mm-hmm. if I, if I say that was the worst movie I've seen all year, the director can't sue me, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're not like, I'm not defaming somebody by stating my opinion. Yeah. Um, because also something like an opinion that can't be, pr- be proven false. That's an opinion. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you've been worried about speaking up because you're worried you're going to be sued or somebody has threatened to sue you for defamation, chances are they're not going to be successful and chances are it's not going to make it very far in the court system um, such that you would have to, you know, expend any, any time or, or money. If you, if you do, that's, you know, damages for yourself are always available, but um, we'll talk about, Uh, looking for attorneys and how, you know, how, how you might want to find an attorney. Um, So definitely take any legal advice about what options are available to you. If you are sued for defamation, Um, consult an attorney for that. Don't consult Rachel and Jen for that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, hopefully looking, hearing the elements of defamation is, helpful for anybody out there who has been worried about potentially being sued for sharing a story that is true, that is true for you, Mm -hmm. that happened to you. And understand if, even if it doesn't apply to you, that false accusations are just so very rare that you should believe women, believe people, Everybody has so much more to lose by a false accusation than to gain. So when we're talking though, and this is something that in the past few weeks, having people reach out to me, speaking with other people about their experiences and, you know, over, over the past few months. So, you know, before, even before um, law school, before anything like that, And again, I am inactive. I am not presenting myself as an attorney or giving out any legal advice. But 
a lot of my, the bulk of my experience has been management experience. And that has given me a unique insight into the importance of being able to document things. Mm -hmm. So, um, Rachel, thank you for letting me walk through all these things because it is important for people to understand like what, what exactly that means. Because one thing that I tell people all the time, uh, particularly, and this is not just within my, you know, my most recent job, but outside of that, when something has happened to somebody, especially within the con- the context of their job um, or an organization, so, you know, something like that, the first thing I will tell them is write it down, mm-hmm. document it, write down what happened. And I think that it's easier I don't want to say easier said than done, but when somebody tells you to document what happened, I think that people are afraid they're not going to document it correctly, so they don't document at all. And when we say document, it really is write down or type out the event that occurred. Um, Don't be concerned with what your grammar looks like, what the form looks like. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be complete sentences. Just write it down. Yes, write it down as yeah, and write it down as soon after the incident as you can. Um, it doesn't have to be pen and paper. You can type it out. You can put it in the notes app on your phone. Um, you can put it in a text message and text it to yourself. I text things to myself all the time uh, because if I'm looking at my phone and I like I have a PC and then an iPhone, so I can't talk like I can't airplay between them. Um, so I, I text things to myself all the time, uh, but you know, do something, write down what happened, make sure that out of an abundance of caution, when you write something down, um, let's say that you write it down on a piece of paper, take a picture of it with your phone too, just so if something happens to that piece of paper, you still have the documentation. Um, So that can be, you know, taking a picture with your phone, it can be emailing that to yourself, Um, texting it to yourself. Well, not texting it to yourself because if you lose your phone, you lose that text, but um, you know, just do something. So you have more than one copy Mm -hmm. of your documentation, just in case something happens and um, you know, anything, any behaviors that make you feel harassed uh, that make you feel uncomfortable write them down, even if they're inconsequential, even if they seem small, because what happens and what we've seen, especially as these stories have played out, is that harassing behavior will escalate over time. And it's important to be able to show those patterns. So if Rachel offhandedly says something to me today that I'm like, that doesn't, hmm, that seems a little weird. (laughs) It's just a matter of saying, like, just putting it somewhere and not like paranoia, not documenting everything that everybody says to you. But chances are, if you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about, about that kind of behavior where you're like, I've done it before. That seems, that seems weird. So write it down and don't, don't feel like it's not bad enough. That's something else that I've heard several times over the past few days is my stories aren't bad enough. If something happened to you, on the basis of your gender, your race, your sex, your age, your religion, whatever. It's bad. (laughs) It's bad enough. If it affects you negatively, if it makes you fear for your safety, if it makes you uncomfortable, it is bad enough. So don't fall into the trap of thinking, well, at least I haven't been sexually assaulted, or at least I haven't been raped, because it's you know, there's not, it's not a competition under that. Yeah. It doesn't mean it couldn't happen to you either. Well, but it doesn't like, you know, there's a line of what fair equitable treatment is. Everything under that line is under that line. And there's not a ranking or a hierarchy under that line of what is happening to you. So don't, if if it seems weird to you, write it down because it affected you in a negative way. Write that down, document it. And the other thing about those small behaviors, those are the ones that are really easy to gaslight, right? Those are the ones that people can say, I didn't mean it that way. 
you can't take a joke. I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not how it happened. You are too sensitive. And when you're not documenting all of those things that happen, it's very easy to, you know, to gaslight you. And then also like who, who wins by telling you that that's not what they meant. It's not you. So if somebody's telling you, that's not what I meant, you can't take a joke. I was joking. They're like, that's them trying to save face because they fucked up. Right. So write it down. When you're writing down these details, be as specific as you can be. And again, this isn't, you don't have to have like this beautiful, you know, prose written out, but say who, like, what date was this on? Yeah. What time was it? Um, who was involved and say like name and title is this your general manager Rachel on on Thursday at 3 35 okay technically it's Wednesday right now but um, <laughs> but when did it happen is it a spe- did it happen one time like is this a specific date yeah or is this something that is ongoing is this a pattern and then just say you know this today was the most recent occurrence I feel like this happens every two weeks or whatever. Um, and then, then just go into the details, write down as many details as you remember, who said what, where were you when this happened? Did somebody else, does other people see it or did they hear it as it was happening? Um, how long did it last? How did you feel while it was happening? Were you scared? Were you nervous? Were you afraid of your safety? Were you uncomfortable? Um, how did you feel after after the event, after whatever happened, the same thing, were you scared? Were you nervous? Um, Did it affect the way that you did your job for the rest of the day? Um, Did it affect your normal routine? Like, did you lose sleep over it? Did you lose your appetite over it? Write all of those details down. And as you recall details later, if you recall details later, go back and add them too. Mm -hmm. Make it as, tell the most complete picture that you can. So these, you know, these things are all your experiences, write them down. And again, don't feel like you're writing this for someone else to read. You're writing this down to document for yourself what happened. And then exactly. This is for you. No, you don't, you don't even have to tell anyone that you're doing this. Just do this for yourself. Like you don't need to like make other people know about what you're doing to protect yourself because you just don't need, you just don't need the extra conversation about it with them. Right. And you don't you know? owe anybody that explanation. Exactly. You either. don't. Um, and, you know, if there's any other kind of documentation, so if there was physical abuse, take pictures of, you know, of any injuries. Um, if somebody took a video of the incident, ask them to send you that video. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if you like, if on the way home, you have to like stop at the store and refill your anxiety medication because of it, you know what I mean? Like all of that stuff, like anything that affected you during and after write that down. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it's so important to do this. And if you, and just going forward, let's all commit to doing this because we've seen what can happen when this, this goes unchecked and that sounded that sounded very victim blamey of me and I don't mean it I don't mean for it to be no um but it's important because you are creating a record yeah of what happened to you um as we've seen with things that are systemic that means that it happens a lot and you're creating that record the more specifics that you can write down and share uh, when you decide to share, the easy it is for yourself and others to take action. And, mm-hmm. you know, this one is, this one is particularly like hits home with me is arming yourself with those specifics makes you very confident in telling your story. Yeah. Because you're so trying you, to remember. Right. And you yeah. are less likely to fall for gaslighting efforts. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, expect specifics from other people as well because what i've what i've seen in my experience is you may hear something like this happened at least 10 times okay um what specific times did it happen yeah and it's like okay oh you know what now that i'm looking it actually only happened three times okay so that like the the specifics and asking 
giving specifics and expecting specifics in return, just remember that, that you can do that. If somebody says, Rachel, you're always late for work. Okay. Document. Can you show me where it's documented that I was late? You know, don't, don't let people get away with several, some few, a bunch, a lot. Yeah. Specifics. And when you have those specifics and I go in and I say, Rachel, you do this all the time. Okay. Well, immediately Rachel can say, well, I'm not doing it right now. So I'm not doing it all the time, you know, and just like undermine your argument. And when somebody gaslights you like that, it causes you to lose that, you know, the trust in yourself that like, oh, okay, well now my entire, like, you know what I mean? It derails Mm -hmm. the argument completely such that you don't feel like you can stand up for yourself. Um, So when you go in and you have specifics and you can say this happens a lot and they say, how often does it happen? You can say, well. I have it written down right here. It happened on this date. It happened on this date. It happened on this date. That's why it's important. And, you know, it's the other thing that has come out of this is that I shouldn't say the other several things have come out of this, but another thing that has come out of it is when you document your experiences that can help others in your workplace Mm -hmm. um, who may be experiencing something similar. And so when we're talking about like document it, that that's really all it is, is set aside even, you know, 10 minutes to sit down and say at work today, you know, my, my manager, whatever, you know, uh, cornered me and said this, and I felt unsafe and uncomfortable. And like, I had to do what they said, or I would lose my job. Yeah something like that, like that's, that is documented. So it doesn't have to be like, you don't need a form for it. Yeah. You know, you can type it out on your phone. Um, but that is so important to be able to have that record of what has happened to you. Because the other thing is you may or may not be met with support when you go through whatever reporting structure is told, you were told that you're supposed to go through. Um, And so then if that happens, you can document that as well to be able to show these were the actions I took to, to try to, you know, to have some sort of remediation with this. The last step I would encourage you to take if something is happening to you within your organization, within your employer, is to look at your company handbook your company should have an employee handbook. Um, What I would do if somebody is listening to this and particularly if you're listening to this in the future and it's a non-crisis time and you were any kind of an employer, I would highly recommend one that you check in that your employees have a copy of the handbook. I know most people are usually given it when they start, um, but also make it available somewhere that your employees can find it without having to ask a manager. Mm -hmm. So post it online. If um, Rachel, I hope you don't mind me saying this. You've, you know, pilot has its own Facebook group with the employees of Facebook Mm -hmm. on it. Uh, You know, say, Hey everybody. And this is not, Hey you, Rachel, but you know, Hey everyone, the employee handbook is available here under files, but make that handbook available. So your employees can see it anytime they need to without having to ask a manager for Mm -hmm. it, because you're also assuming that your manager is going to be like, Oh, you want to complain about me? Sure. Here you go. Here's the handbook. Here's literally, here's the handbook on how to do that. Like that's not realistically, that's not going to happen. Um, So read your handbook specifically for information on the anti-harassment and anti-discrimination policies. Most uh, most handbooks will also tell you how to report, who to report to, and um, also what their retaliation policy is. Hopefully it's that they have a no retaliation (laughs) policy, Um, but you need to arm yourself with that information as well. So you can say again, so nobody can try to invalidate your argument or gaslight you, right? You can say, 
I, the employee handbook says to go to Rachel. I went to Rachel and this is what, this is what happened. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you should, your employees should know who they need to report to and then what happens after they've reported. And so with that, um, Rachel, let's switch over. Yeah. Because I know you, you were talking about some information you would like to share in terms of, of good news and what happens when somebody, and this is not the case, but what happens if Rachel is the owner and the CEO and the head brewer and HR, and you have a problem with Rachel, who do you report that to? Yeah. Currently you heard it to my husband. (laughs) And he's like, Hey, I hear you. She's (laughs) so so that might not be very good option. Uh, No, but you are working on other on. We are, we are, we are working on options. Um, So I have to like really applaud Jen because when all this first started happening a couple weeks ago, Jen was very much on her toes, like taking action. Like she was right there at the front line. And I was like, I am dealing with a whole bunch of crap in my life right now. (laughs) So I'm going to let you take charge of this for a little bit, but now I'm on board. So what we are doing here at pilot and we are not the only brewery to be doing something. Um, we teamed up, or we got together yesterday. Uh, what is today? That would be yesterday, the 25th of May. And with Divine Barrel, local brewery here in Charlotte, and Resident Culture, another local brewery, and Safe Alliance. Um, Safe Alliance is a domestic sh- violence shelter that serves the Mecklenburg County over here in Charlotte um, to residents, or specifically women, to not specifically women, but mostly women but escaping from a domestic violence situation. Um, that's pretty heavy mission to what they do. That's not all they do, but it is what mostly they do. They do have resources that they provide to help just people like with, with smaller issues than necessarily domestic violence. Um, so we um got with them because we really felt like they were experts in this area whereas we are just trying to do what's right and trying to figure out what that is we know that we wanted to create an event uh, a discussion or maybe some sort of panel if you will where we can get together and not only share what's going on and where we stand at charlotte breweries but come up with some real action plan action plan seems to be a word thrown around a lot right now and you know, it's important in, as a brewery, especially female-owned and mostly female-ran brewery, and there's only five of us, like it's, we have always been very inclusive, very straight up, uh, very, you know, humbled, very welcoming, very just, I like to, I always just go back to saying a good people. We just like to be good people mm-hmm. and do what we can for the community. And you absolutely show that through everything that Pilot does. It's Thank not you. it's not weird to get a statement from Pilot saying this isn't okay. Here's what we're going to do. Nobody's on your comments saying, um, yes. "I don't believe you," because Pilot yes. walks the the talk every single day. Thank you. We try really hard to just do what's right and do what we can for the community. And all the time, although we don't always make proactive decisions. Um, we are there to help and support and solidarity and do what we can. So we are working with the, well, they don't know this yet, but we are, going to be, <laughs> we are going to be working with the North Carolina Guild and uh, Brewers Guild and SEBA, which is a uh, Charlotte Brewers Alliance, to create a third-party human resources option for all of the breweries here in my North Carolina. Why not? You know, cause mm-hmm. we're, you know, I think that's what we could actually cater to. Um, I don't know how this will work yet. I'm actually going to ask SEBA to kind of take care of that for me. Um, they have recently, even before all this happened, been trying to really step up their game and 
improve what they can offer to Charlotte as a beer community. So they are very much in tree or excited to be involved with this um, next step. So that's huge. I mean, we're talking about a third party human resources anonymous line or email that you can just submit your problem to. You don't have to go to your employer. And for somebody or a manager or a fear of retaliation, and for a company like me, when it's just me and my husband and three full-time employees, that's really big for them. That's huge. Because what are they going to do if they have a problem with me? Tell me. I mean, right. they, they, they probably will, honestly. Right. But yes, but, but you're not going to say. But I'm not that type of person. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, um, I am totally hearing this criticism of myself and will follow up with myself accordingly. Like, exactly. no, that's not nope. how that works. And they know that, you know, and it's funny because even um, Divine Barrel yesterday, one of the owners at our meeting was like, yeah, you know, one thing I did was like a suggestion box. And he's like, you know, for his employees, like if there's a problem, like it's anonymous. I'm like, yeah. And you probably had to tell them to type it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, because there's 11 of them. There's 11 of them, you know? So it's like, you could read, you could probably figure out that person's handwriting just by the tone of their Exactly. You know? And well, and just being around them. And do you have cameras exactly. in your tap room somewhere where so sure. that you could, if you wanted to, you if, can yeah. look and see who dropped it in there. But all these people know that, you know, right. and even when I worked for a company like Left Hand, which I am proud to say, I also, I have not read every comment, but I am proud to say I haven't seen anything about Left Hand. No, no I have to stop you though. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> Don't assume. I'm not assuming. I know, but I'm not assuming. I will say this also to anyone who is listening because I have had to remind people of this several times over the past ten days. You're right. Just because a brewery is not mentioned does not does not mean that something isn't happening or those same stories aren't currently happening to the women who work there right now. That is what systemic means. Absolutely right. Uh, My point was they are a big company, and even then. Like if I had, and don't get me wrong, like I had my fair share of like issues there, not in a sexist way. My coworkers were great. My managers kind of sucked. So there was a lot of times I'd go to my HR. I was the only female brewer. They're going to know. Like right. if, if it's me, like you're making an anonymous complaint, you know? Exactly. And that's, and that's if, a company of over a hundred employees. Right. And if I can, I will stop interrupting you after this, but that's oh, okay. A very important thing to keep in point in mind is if you work for a company that has very few women, they cannot go and make an anonymous complaint. And I know we've addressed this mm-hmm. on the podcast before. I can't go in and say, uh, I don't know, somebody, I was at a marketing event and somebody slapped my ass. I can't say that because when- Not anonymously. Right, exactly. And you can say that it's anonymous or that the-, the you But know, everybody knows. Everybody knows when you're yeah. the only woman in your department or one of very few women, you cannot complain because they, people yeah. know, and it is foolish and delusional to think otherwise. And I that's why, I, no, it's, it's totally fine. I just think that's why something like this is so important in theory should be pretty easy to do. And, um, we got to do better and we can't just like have this one conversation or discussion about it and then never do anything. Like we really need to not only create like some steps to take, but we need to have someone who is stays on top of it forever. You know, and I say that as we, as a Charlotte beer community, um, another thing that we are doing here at pilot and we are encouraging the other breweries to figure out their own method as well um so you you know the safety word concept when you're mm-hmm. at a bar or something like that well times are different like we do not have uh like our our bathrooms are gender neutral our space is small not a huge bar with like tons of people working so we were thinking about what could we do to to do something like that well we are lucky in the sense that we have a cell phone that sits in the bar that can receive text so we're going to do a safety text and it's basically that. It's just going to be a sign or a bathroom that can be available to anyone because our bathrooms are one person only. You go in, you can lock the door. We'll have a sign that says feeling uncomfortable, send us a safety text. You know, we're still working out the fine details, but 
our bathrooms are also right next to our back doors so we can easily slip somebody out or call the cops if we need it to whatever they want it and they could just mm-hmm. stay locked in that bathroom or i could slip them out you know it's like such a right easy thing for I, us you can't to even do. see this but i just got chills like i got goosebumps oh. because it's been incredibly frustrating to have people expecting me and expecting women to tell them what you can do to make it easier for us and to hear a business owner saying these are all of the things so if Rachel did not do this, but if Rachel came to me and said, hey, can you help us with some stuff? My first question, and my first question has been to everyone who has come to me, what have you done already? What research have you done? What have you identified? And if the answer is ask you, then we're done. We're done until you come back and tell me what research you've done on your own. So hearing you as a business saying, we have been talking about what we can do. That is what every business should be doing. Not asking the women employees what they should be doing to make women feel more comfortable. Do your own research. And that is just such an amazing idea, Rachel, that I really hope that other people figure out ways to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I know Divine Barrel is coming up with their system and we'll share both our systems with the other breweries and encourage them to do the same. One thing we want to do is make a a statement that's uniform across all the breweries or at least the breweries that want to participate and let them figure out their own system for something like that. Um, Because I know not one one answer doesn't fit all here, but I would not have come to these conclusions on my own. It definitely took this meeting yesterday. It definitely took hooking up with safe alliance i um have been taking a lot of notes from lady justice brewing in colorado who just a couple days had a meeting on their own not necessarily to bring awareness but what they could do and what kind of action steps they are taking made me feel good about the direction we're going on because there's definitely some stuff that we're on the same page about um one thing that they had put in their agenda or that in their findings is that they want to HR function third party and I was like yes I'm getting there right, I'm <laughs> but, on the know, but there's other things too that we have to make important like protections from retaliation for speaking out safety at events um especially when there's Huge. festivals you know like last couple hours of festivals people are wasted they act so not okay um one of the other things that were so if you're interested in Charlotte specifically we do not have an event for this date yet. We're trying to do it sooner than later, but not, but do it right. Um, I think you, Jen, might have had something to do. Razia told me about two dates in July of women rights movements that will kind of like some global events that will be starting. And I think this is an idea for maybe a couple women, but July 13th, this is the start of the women's rights movement, 1848, uh, July 13th. And then July 19th is a nod to the 19th Amendment and women's rights to vote. So I think the idea is like a bunch of events will be set during that time. We might go for that. We might do it. Uh, we might do it a little sooner. But Safe Alliance also has a resources for us, like that, like cards that we can hang in our employee bake room that say, do you have here are resources for you if you have this type of issue? Um, a lot of this stuff has gone geared toward domestic violence and sexual assault. And those things are prevalent in the beer industry as well. But um, their focus is a little bit more heavier, if you will. Like they are loving what we are doing. So they are taking, they have a sexual assault uh, toolkit that they are revamping into one for us, kind of, as breweries. Oh, excellent. It's stuff that so we can have resources for not just the guests, but for the staff as well, like our team members as like, if you have a problem, here's what you can do and you'll be protected. Right. So very much in the works. We're still in the planning stages. I will up when we have an event, I'll upload all the information onto, you know, this uh, website or this uh, episode on our Facebook under on the link. One thing we're going to be doing for you guys in between now and when this episode is released is putting a link of resources, a bunch of different links of resources that you can reach out to on our website. We will put a link to that in our bio and our Instagram as well. So 
we will be working that on that over the weekend and we'll have that ready for you when this episode comes out Monday on the 31st. Yes. And you will be able to find that. That is falsebottomgirls.com. Uh, I almost said at gmail.com and I was like, that's <laughs> not a website. Um, falsebottomgirls.com. Also uh, Instagram, Facebook at falsebottomgirls. You can email us at falsebottomgirls at gmail.com. And when that when we have those resources if there is one that that you know of that's a really great you know local to you or your region or a a national anything that you yeah we can separate it by state even right uh, that that you think is going to be helpful and this is not us asking you to do your like emotional labor doing things for us but if there is a resource you would like to see added you can email that to us you can send it to us on instagram um, send us a DM on Facebook and we will get that added. Yes, definitely. So with that, um, I know that Rachel has to run and, yes. uh, Rachel, if you don't mind, if you, uh, have just one more moment, mm-hmm. I would love to thank all of our patrons. Oh yes. Yes. So we wanted to thank our newest patrons i feel like i may have a couple of people who slipped through the last time we thanked people and this time um know that we will thank you in the future and i'm very sorry for missing you this time but thank you to maggie mary dave and sandra uh, for being patrons of false bottom girls and if you would like to learn more about that you can go to falsebottomgirls.com we have a link there to our patreon where you can learn all about the different levels and what you receive with each one, but everybody listening, we appreciate you so, so much. Stay strong. Um, Rachel and I are out here arm in arm in the front lines, fighting the good fight and uh, trying to make it better for everybody and to continue trying to make it better and not just act like we're going to make it better for as long as we think people are paying attention. Um, And on (laughs) that note, you know, make sure that you, the breweries you care about who posted for this, who posted for Black Lives Matter, Uh, Follow up, follow up with them, ask them publicly on their social media if they have been following through on what they said they were going to do. And if not, why not? Uh, So thank you everyone for listening and we will see you next time. This has been False Bottom Girls and we make the Bruin world go round.